The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome to the Financial Focus Radio Show. Today, you'll hear the truth in wealth building from the team at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. The truth in wealth building knowledge is brought to you every week on the Financial Focus Radio Network. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he's Josh Finelli. And we are partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the chilly but beautiful Pacific Northwest. You see they uh, shut all the entrances to Yellowstone. All those animals are going to be psyched, party all summer without people. No one trying to take photos of them yeah. <laughs> from 10 feet away. Yeah. Yeah, the, did you see a lady got gore, gored by a buffalo? And I, that's like Charles Darwin at his best. Uh, if you want to take us up on a free retirement review, uh, you can. Uh, we'll give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life, your financial plan, your portfolio. Whatever you want to talk about is fair game. Uh, we can do that on the phone, in person, or in the office. I guess that would be in person. I'm at Zoom. Uh, so to get that scheduled, if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, Call our office, 800-743-0988, or go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, and send us an email. There was a really good article in The Atlantic that Josh afforded to me. It seems like all my good reading material comes from Josh. Uh, he, he, should po- he should have a blog where he just posts cool things. <laughs> That's a good idea, actually. Uh, well, I think Twitter is... Actually, like if I've spent years and years and years cultivating like who to follow on Twitter. Well, you that. would just be an aggregator. So like Bill yeah. Valentine claimed it all, all as his own. You, you could actually <laughs> give the source reference. Uh, well, I used this. to follow all the same content sources that he did, and he would re- he would reappropriate as his own thoughts, and so that was always fun. But um, but anyways, there was yeah. a really good article that Josh Ward. It's called "The End of the Millennial Lifestyle Subsidy," and uh, there's a, the beginning of the article starts off with this uh, this guy. Uh, and he talks about he had he was in Washington D.C. He was having a few cocktails, so he didn't want to drive, and so he called he put you know he put up his Uber app, and and he said here's here's the address, and uh, on the screen it said fifty dollars for the Uber ride, and he thought this can't be right, uh, and so sure enough it was right, and of course it was in fact true, and so here's here's what has happened uh, to so many people. Uh, the capital markets, the stock and the bond markets, in making money free for companies, have subsidized all of these applications and uh, these things that we now a lot of people have taken for granted. So Uber, Uber Eats, Airbnb, all these, all DoorDash, all this stuff that you can't believe how cheap it is. As Josh has talked about in the past. The taxi cab industry had been a lo- around for a long, long time. Think about it. They had horse-drawn cabs at one point. But they figured out the math on profitability for that business. And it was never, the, taking a cab was never as cheap as Uber. And you say to yourself, well, how can that be economically? Well, Uber wasn't doing it economically profitably. They were just subsidized by the stock and the bond market. And so now that that subsidy is going away, meaning you have to earn your cost of capital because rates are going up, uh, 
we're going to see how much this stuff should really cost. And some of these businesses will not be economically valuable. But the funny thing is that millennials can't, don't understand it because they took it as normal. Uh, and so it's a really good article. It's in the Atlantic. It's called The End of the Millennial Lifestyle Sub- Subsidy. And it goes across a big part of millennials' life, uh, you know, when you think about how millennials live their life. Well, millennials are just disproportionately poised to utilize the services that we're taking advantage of, essentially free money. And, you know, in the private markets, it's the same deal. The venture capitalists and alternative asset managers were subsidizing these companies only insofar as they knew that there was an end horizon, which was taking the company public dumping the equity on unwitting retail backholders, getting their liquidity event and taking it and doing it again somewhere else. And so uh, their intention, they really never cared before the company went public, whether it made money, because they had an end in, uh, end, an end in sight and there was a liquidity event occurring and that was dumping it on public equity holders. And it worked really, really well for the last two years. And now it's all going the other way. Okay, let's talk about health savings accounts or HSAs for short. A lot of you have uh, access to them, or you don't know what they are. You're not using them properly. For, so first, what should I? What are? What is a health savings account? Um, so in order to have a health savings account, you have to have a high deductible health insurance plan. So um, as long as you and, you, and a lot of companies have gone to that because health insurance has gotten so crazily expensive, uh, they offer what's called a high deductible health insurance plan. We have one here at Northwest Quadrant. More and more companies have gone to it. If you are an employer, I would suggest you look, take a look at those. Obviously, it means much more out of pocket, but it encourages your employees to be healthier so they don't have to spend so much out of pocket. But the idea was th- that the government said, well, you can attach a health savings account, HSA, to this high deductible plan, and uh, you can contribute to it every single year, uh, and then you get the tax deduction on that contribution, uh, and you can invest the money, and it'll grow tax-free, and if when you take it out, as long as it's used for health care costs, you don't have to pay taxes on it. And so, uh, but you, the important thing to know is you have to have a high deductible health insurance plan, otherwise you can't have an HSA. And so the way that we, uh, the way that I use it, the way that Josh uses it, the way that we think about it is it is the only way for me, uh, because my income, to have uh, essentially a Roth IRA. So my HSA as a family um, contribution limit is 7300 I think it is, in 2022, $7,300 a year that I can contribute. So most people in their HSA, they set the HSA up, they contribute whatever the amount is if they're an individual or as a family. But then they just put it in the bank or a fixed account at an HSA, and then they spend it as they have needs for health care costs, you know, the stuff that they have to pay out of pocket. Um, and so a better strategy from a, from a you know, financial planning standpoint and uh, a, a way to build up a bunch of money to pay for health care costs when you retire is to make the full contribution to the HSA um, – I use a company called Lively is my HSA provider, and that's the thing. You don't – you know – Whatever health insurance company you use, they're not attached to a HSA that you have to use. You can use any HSA, and there's a lot of them out there. Morningstar does great reviews of all the HSAs uh, that exist out there. But I use a company called Lively. I use Lively because they use TD Ameritrade as their uh, custodian for their investment arm. So essentially, I open up that Lively account. I fund it. I move the money that I want into my TD Ameritrade account uh, at Lively as my investment arm, and I invest the money in my HSA exactly the same as I invest my IRA money because uh, I don't spend a penny of that. I just continue to 
when I have that, you know, my deductible on my plan is 13500 every year for my family. And unfortunately, it seems like my family gets there by February 1st. Uh, but I pay that all out of pocket, knowing that my HSA is growing just like the rest of my retirement assets. And when I get to, my wife and I get to 65 or 70, whenever we retire, I have this big pile of three, $400,000 of, of money that I can use to pay for essentially almost any healthcare expense, including um, premiums. And that money comes out tax-free as long as I use it for those healthcare expenses. So think about it. It's like a Roth IRA for healthcare when you get to retirement. It's a great, great way to do it. And now the industry has evolved such that you, there are great investment options out there. I mean, the, I own the same exact exchange-traded funds uh, in my HSA that I own in all of my other accounts, you know, low-cost, great funds, or index funds, uh, and, and I own them in my HSA just like my other accounts. It wasn't always true, but it's now true. And so that's the way that we think most of you should be thinking about HSAs. They are a fantastic tool to plan for healthcare expenses when you get to retirement. And as long as you use them for healthcare expenses, the money comes out tax-free. So it's huge. I mean, think of that. If you have to pay that those healthcare expenses, on an after-tax basis, that gets really expensive. But if you have this big pile of money in an HSA, uh, you can use and to, to pay all those healthcare expenses. And remember, healthcare, even if you are on Medicare uh, in retirement, is is a big chunk of your spending. Um, you know, because you're old, and that just generally. Uh, you know, my dad's a healthy guy, but because he's he's healthy because he works out a lot. But because he works out a lot, he has to get new he knees and hips and shoulders and stuff, and that's expensive. So, HSA. Remember, you have to have a high deductible health insurance plan to have to have an HSA. But that's becoming more and more common. All right, if you want to be part of the show, call us eight seven seven six seven zero seven one one seven, or you can send us an email by going to northwestquadrantwealth.com. Uh, and send us an email. When we come back, we're going to talk about six retirement killers to avoid. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. In today's expensive real estate market, it's easy to wind up paying too much for a place to live. That's why Alpine Meadows Townhomes is a smart move. They have washer dryers in the two and three bedroom units, designer kitchens that please, one, two or three bedrooms and approved pets allowed. They're more affordable than all those brand new townhomes. Google Alpine Meadows Townhomes on Northeast 6th and Bed. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. There's an easier place to find affordable housing in Bend. Discover Mountain Glen Apartments and make them your comfortable home. Mountain Glen Apartments are conveniently located with washers, dryers in their two and three bedroom units and designer kitchens. You can pay more, but you cannot get more value than at Mountain Glen Apartments on the corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. To learn more, Google Mountain Glen Apartments. 
professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. If your construction project needs rock, a lot of rock, or a little rock, big rock, or small rock, we need to talk. We're Knife River in Central Oregon, and our rock is now closer than any other rock because we recently took over the Shevlin Rock Pit on the west edge of town. That means we're only a stone's throw away. Close by for a quick trip to your job site. Close by for multiple trips to your job site. And our rock is your rock. Aggregate of all types, from three-quarters minus to riprap, big boulders to screen soil. You name it, we're rocking it. Knife River will deliver to your job site or load it up for you to take it away. That's our version of curbside pickup. Come and get it at the new Knife River Chevlin Rock Pit on Northwest Skyline Ranch Road or call for delivery. Attention all truck drivers not driving for Knife River. You should be. Call 541-388-0445. Hello, Central Oregon. This is Christy from the Cosmic Depot. Welcome to the unusual as usual as we celebrate bringing back no-fee ticket sales to all Parallel 44 shows when you pay cash at Cosmic. Check out all of Parallel 44's awesome musical offerings at eventbrite.parallel44 and plan to bop on by Cosmic Depot to pay less and connect more over live music. At Cosmic, we agree to keep your shopping experience all tuned up and ready to enjoy as new merchandise comes in every day. Stop on in for a wander or on a mission for Incense, Sage, and now Parallel 44 tickets for an upcoming show. Check out the huge display of rose quartz and spy the new toys in-house for Cosmic Kids ages 0 to 100 and stay on the silly side of life. The Cosmic Depot is open daily, 10 to 7 at 342 Northeast Clay and Bend. <coughs> Financial Focus Radio Show is online all the time via iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker. Catch past shows online or by downloading the Financial Focus app. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us. Uh, if you want to sign up for our e-newsletter, letter, Josh and I do a, a five or six minute video in the middle and end of every month. So if you want to get added to that distribution list, You'll get an email. Uh, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. A little box will pop up, and you can just say, add me to your e-newsletter list, and that is the only thing that we will send you. We did a little bit longer one last week because both of us had a lot to say, and obviously there's a lot to talk about with what's going on in the capital markets. Uh, it's mostly directed at our clients. Um, it's less generalized as this radio show is um, because it goes to our mostly our clients, but you can get added to that list if you want to. Uh, this comes from the Bureau of Economic Analysis. The nation's personal savings rate, which soared during the early months of the pandemic, has now fallen back to below its pre-pandemic levels. The savings rate was 7.8% in January of 2020, which was right before the pandemic. It rose to 34% in April of 2020, obviously when everybody was stuck at home. And now it's dropped back to 4.4%. 4 4.4% uh, is the lowest recorded in the United States since September of 2008, uh, which if you remember in September of 2008, that was when Lehman Brothers was failing and uh, the world was a, a very scary place. I'm not saying that we're going back to that. Uh, I'm just saying that the, the behavior of the consumer is changing rapidly and it's actually quite, 
quite astounding how rapidly the consumer behavior is changing. And what's happening is not only are people not saving, but their the credit is going up like gangbusters. So in an effort, most people, what happens in this part of the economic cycle is they say, well, uh, you know, I, I'm used to this level of lifestyle and going out to dinner, buying nice things. And so in order to keep it up, they used to have cash to do it. Now they're just doing it on credit. Uh, and unfortunately, that doesn't end well. Um, so there was a really good article, again, I got from Josh. Uh, and it was called, uh, The Market Has No Memory, Should We? And it's very true. The market, the, the funny thing about any market, whether it's the housing market, or the stock market, people think of them as living, breathing organisms, like they're real, they're real, like it's a thing. And remember, it's just a collection, like the stock market is a collection of businesses that trade on an exchange where we can all decide uh, for six or seven hours a uh, Monday through Friday what we think these businesses are worth. Um, and so the market is not a, a thing on its own. It's just the price of the market is based on the prices of businesses, and that's always going to be changing. But the market has no memory. The market doesn't care about if you're a share. You know, there's no the, the stock doesn't care if you're a shareholder of it or not. I mean, there's no uh, the market doesn't care what it did in the past, and it doesn't care what it's going to do in the future. Uh, but people think for some reason that it's like this living, breathing organism. It's a weird deal when people talk about the market. Um, but the, the important thing to know as an investor is one of the things that can teach you a lot about the market is by studying the history of the market. Um, and you can, you know, if you, if you study the history of the market and then you study your behavior and you know yourself hopefully better than anybody uh, and, and the mistakes that you've made, uh, you can avoid some of those in the future. That's why we say, you know, the, the best the best thing, you know, the history doesn't repeat, but it rhymes. Uh, the best way to understand what's going to happen in the market is to study what the market has done uh, in the past. Uh, and then what we say is create rules, knowing your own uh, behavior, and that will make you a much more successful investor. So um, it's a good article, and it makes, it's a sort of a thought-provoking article, but the important thing to know is to become a better investor, all of you, the best thing you can do for yourself is study history. And that's essentially what Josh and I have done and did. Uh, and thankfully, we now have some history as doing this. And that helps us in how we uh, go about managing. The that. best quote in there is from the Hungarian boogeyman, also known as George Soros. <laughs> and so when he was asked about you know, his life of investing and he's taken some legendary losses, but also, you know, famously broke the Bank of England and made some legendary wins, but he can only remember the future. And so it's just an exercise in risk management. And, you know, I think the applicable memory to today is just that a lot of people out there are bag holders on these names that are zeros and they somehow are anchoring to this expectation that it's going to go back. And it's just like, cut your losses and move forward and look at today, look at tomorrow anew. And that, you know, is the best advice we could give you. All right. I wanted to, I'm going to have to go through these pretty quickly. But um, for those of you that are approaching retirement or already in retirement, these are some things that uh, we see as uh, big mistakes for you that can, that can change, can sort of make or break your retirement and how successful it is. So the first one is a lot of people fail to have an income plan and, and they fail to have that in writing. And so you don't have to do it yourself. But you can have your advisor do it for you. I mean, the, the idea that you have no idea what your income is going to be or where it's going to come from is a big problem. And it's something that you need to plan and think about way before, uh, before you retire so that you know where your sources of income are going to come from. So we know 
um, how we distribute income to our clients that especially are retired. We know the sources. We know based on what the market's doing, where we're going to get it. So we, as a firm, have a very specific plan when Josh is um, making, you know, when we're making distributions to our clients that need monthly income or quarterly or whatever it is for those that are retired. Uh, but if you're doing it yourself, you need to create that plan and then put it in writing so you know how you're going about doing it. That's one of those things we talk about uh, that's called a rule. Um, this is another one that's a big, big problem we see all the time. Uh, in fact, there's there's so-called professionals, financial advisors, CPAs in Bend that have uh, – and the CPAs have done that to some people that are also uh, common clients. Uh, and that's using pie-in-the-sky investment re- returns as in s- assumptions on your plan. So let's say you're creating your retirement income plan. This is, this is how I'm going to uh, get income from my portfolio. Uh, and you use – ridiculously high investment return assumptions in a linear fashion, uh, that's going to be a disaster because we know you're going to have bear markets during retirement. And if your return expectations are too high, that you're setting yourself up for, for disaster. Uh, this is another one, taking too much risk with your investments. So in a bull market, you can get that uh, you know fear of missing out uh, feeling and you want to start to chase returns. And so you incrementally increase your risk, increase your risk, increase your risk. Uh, and then you inevitably get the bear market, which makes you potentially do something stupid or your portfolio gets obliterated and changes um, changes your plan for retirement. Remember, markets go down a lot faster to the tune of 10 times as fast as they go up. So if you think about how long it took uh, to, to get the gains we've seen and how quickly they've been erased, remember that. Markets go down a lot faster than they go up. And, and, and retirees oftentimes forget that. And so risk uh, can get realized really, really fast. The other one, this happens a lot of our clients, uh, they're so miserly that you don't enjoy retirement. We have some clients that waste so much time and energy Instead of enjoying being retired, they focused on their portfolio or they focus on minimizing taxes. You know, they don't spend any money. They, they're really miserly. Don't do that. I mean, the one thing I can tell you is you can't take any of this money with you. So spend it. The goal is to bounce the last check. Um, this is another one, giving away too much money to kids too soon. You know, you don't want to give it to the government, so people give it to the, uh, to the kids. But remember, there's a five-year look back uh, before Medicaid will start to believe, uh, will start to pay. And then lastly, blindly believing when your financial advisor tells you you will be okay. Uh, so many advisors uh, do that, and then we see these plans that they've concocted, and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, you know, not everybody was number one uh, in their class in med school. Remember that. Uh, if you want to take us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. Uh, so if you want one of those free retirement reviews, call us uh, 800-743-0988. Or go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we talk, when we come back, we're going to talk about tax efficient investing, what it is, and why it's so important. So stick around. Sign up for our e news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market trends. You can always watch past videos on northwestquadrantwealth.com.
The most news, the most traffic, the most weather. FM 100.1 is News Talk 1110, KBND, Bend. way to listen to KBND at home is with the new Amazon skill. Just add the KBND skill to your Echo smart speaker and say, play KBN. That's it. Clean, static-free sound, no matter where you are. Use the new KBND Amazon skill with your Echo or Alexa or Ziggy. It's easy. Play KBN. Get ready to wine, dine, and make a difference. It's the 10th anniversary of Cork and Barrel, Ben's three-day wine and food event sponsored by Avion Water Company. Come out July 14th through 16th. Dine with winemakers from the Willamette Valley or get tickets to sip Friday night's big wine tasting party presented by the Hassan Company and Northwest Foundation. Or attend the Grand Crew Gala event. It's all happening at the Riverhouse Convention Center. Cork and Barrel benefits the Kids Center. Get your tickets today at corkandbarrel.com. Cork and Barrel, made possible by First Interstate Bank, Les Schwab Tires, Bigfoot Beverages, Central Oregon Radiology Associates, Klein Investment Strategies, Evolve Health, Central Oregon Daily, and Combined Communications. Cork and Barrel, a great way to show your support for the Kids Center. Three days of wine and food with winemakers' dinners, Friday night's sip, and the Grand Crew 2022. Get your tickets now at corkandbarrel.org. It's Lars, here to tell you why it's better to buy local from the great people at Volvo Cars Bend. Take it from me. I know all about the Volvo experience. Enjoying years of great Volvo driving, including long road trips with my family. You have to check out the exciting new Volvos, including that incredible recharge. At Volvo Cars Bend, the lot is filled with quality pre-owned trucks and SUVs. Buying local means you don't have to go out of town to shop, because Volvo Cars Bend will help you find exactly what you're looking for. You can test drive and do the paperwork at home too now that's easy and don't forget that great volvo cars bend service which includes most all cars and trucks they even have a free loaner car finally volvo cars bend supports a local charity every single month now that's local volvo cars bend where we know luxury on the north side of highway 97 in grandview and at volvoofbend.com and be sure to tell them lars sent you to volvo cars bend Finding a comfortable place to live in Bend, like Stonebriar Apartments, shouldn't take extraordinary courage and feats of strength. You do not have to be able to move mountains or bend spoons with your mind. Stonebriar is often referred to as the best of resort living. So if you like to ski, hike, bike, or do water sports, it's an ideal place to stash your gear in between high desert adventures. Of course, you'll enjoy the great amenities when you're not out adventuring. There are cook's kitchens, spacious baths, full-size washer-dryers, fitness centers, heated pools, and two clubhouses. You're sure to enjoy the computer labs with free internet, covered parking, and that Stonebriar is pet-friendly. So, before you try to roll a giant boulder up a mountain, explore Stonebriar Apartments for your next home. Stonebriar, now accepting applications for one, two, and three-bedroom apartments situated on beautifully landscaped grounds on Highway 20 near 27th in Bend. Google Stonebriar Apartments for details.
La Moya Casino is having a huge celebration this June for their 25th anniversary. Over $60,000 in cash and prizes will be given away. One lucky person will win $10,000 cash, with three others taking home $5,000 cash each on June 25th. Plus, they are giving away silver bars on Fridays, silver bars and coins on anniversary kiosks Thursdays, and you can get the tool of the week on Sundays just by earning points. Join us this June at Clamoya Casino, where winning comes naturally. The mission is clear. Give transparent wealth-building advice every week. No sugarcoating, just down-to-earth real market happenings that you can use today. Make sure you follow us on YouTube and get our twice-monthly e-newsletter. If you want to sign up for that e-newsletter, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, uh, and we'll get you added to that list. It's a short video that we send in the middle and end of every month uh, talking about markets and how it affects mostly our clients' money, but some of you might find it applicable. Um, this is uh, interesting. Um, the high yield bond market uh, has now we've seen – Yields in the high yield bond market approach somewhat normalcy. I mean, they're still not uh, where they uh, – so So I should back up. High yield bonds are bonds from low credit quality companies. So think about it. These are companies that have to pay higher interest on their bonds because they have the potential of defaulting, meaning going bankrupt and not being able to pay those bonds. So think about uh, a high-rated bond would be an, an Apple or a U.S. government bond. Those are high-rated bonds that the, the chance of default is very minimal. But then there's a whole lot of other companies where their business is either really cyclical or – or they have way too much debt on their balance sheet, whatever it might be. And so for them to borrow money, they have to pay a much higher interest rate. Those are what we'd call junk bonds. Or the, That was Michael Milken created the term junk bond. Now they're nicely called high-yield bonds, <laughs> but they're the same thing. Um, and so high-yield bonds, the, the yield on them is now back above 8%. And the 8% shouldn't get you excited because the risk that you're taking in high-yield bonds uh, is, is really, really high, especially if we are headed into recession because default rates start to, to spike. And, and, and even though they're bonds, that doesn't mean you can't lose all of your money. So the interesting thing is we're starting to we, – the credit markets had been behaving uh, – really placidly it was really really interesting that stock market had sort of rolled over but credit markets hadn't moved at all um, but they're starting to move and so that's going to be really interesting to see what happens in the bond markets uh, going forward it doesn't it doesn't entice us to want to be buying high yield bonds in our client portfolios maybe we'll get to at some point but it's usually uh, once the recession has sort of played out more than it has at this point uh, where we find bargains in the bond market. And as we talked about on our e-news last week, hopefully we're going back to some level of normalcy where we can put our clients' money into uh, municipal bonds and high-grade corporates and government bonds um, that can uh, approach uh, paying for their spending needs on a monthly basis where you know we can put a bunch more money in the safe part of their portfolio that actually has real returns. Uh, that's someday that we're looking forward to, but uh, we're still a ways from that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's been four years, and you know, four years ago, we owned exclusively corporate bonds because they offered the best risk-adjusted return in fixed income. But of course, you know, 0% interest rates, the longer that persists, the more the desperation out there for income exists. And uh, sure enough, they traded just like stocks when 2020 hit. But, uh, you know, again, we should all hope for some degree of normalcy returning. The pushing people out the risk curve just resulted in a dynamic where people doing the right thing that didn't want to have to deal with volatility 
suffered, and that should not be a world that we want to live in. No, it, it causes uh, you know political unrest, lots of lots of things uh, that people are, are you know causes things like Donald Trump. <laughs> uh, so. This is another thing. Obviously, the crypto market sold off sharply last week. Uh, there's a company called Celsius. We're not going to bore you with uh, what Celsius was and, and why it, but they essentially halted the ability of their uh, shareholders to be able to get access to their to their uh, what are they called? Not not Bitcoin, but the the tokens, tokens which are essentially access to, to Bitcoin. And so, um, what is uh, one of the things that's concerning is. You know, the crypto market went from three trillion at its peak to about it's a little under 900 billion now. Um, so it's a relatively small market. I know that sounds like a big number, but it's a, when you think of Apple being 2.3 trillion, the whole crypto market is a third the size of Apple. Uh, and so, um, you know, illiquidity in the crypto markets could also be a problem that could cause really, really painful things to happen in the market, uh, the crypto market. I still believe crypto is zero. We'll find out. Um, you know, when people talk about price targets for Bitcoin or any other crypto, it makes me laugh because I want to know what it's based on. I want to know what that price target's based on. I can have a, I can have a price target of the S&P or, or uh, you know, Costco based on cash flow discount, you know, discount rates, all that stuff. But crypto, it's like based on what some other doofuses desire to want to buy it after me. Like that's not a real uh, way to value things. But apparently it is in the crypto world. Oh, wait. Scarcity. Got it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Scarcity. OK, let's talk about uh, tax efficient investing. And I want to give some examples. I found some really good examples of why. When you think about tax taxes on your investment returns, I think of them as like a fee. So let's say you had a $500,000 taxable investment account and you had mutual funds in there and those actively managed mutual funds uh, plus some individual stock positions you had in there uh, distributed capital gain of 12% of your balance, of your balance of your uh, account. So, and, th and this isn't uncommon, 12% isn't a big number, 12% you know, we had some years where some mutual funds distributed 20 or 40 percent. Uh, but let's say the whole account distributed 12 uh, percent on your 500,000. That's a $60,000 uh, capital gain distribution you'd get on a 1099. And assuming you have a 20 percent tax rate, which you probably have if you have a $500,000 investment account, that's uh, you have you're going to owe $12,000 on that capital gain distribution. And so if you think of that as a percentage of the assets, that's Pretty high fee, right? If you think about it in fee terms, what's that? Two and a half, two point four percent fee to, to think about. So, um, the, the reason tax efficient investing is so important is the money that I can spend is the money that I get after taxes, right? So my after tax return is the only money that I can spend. Yet so many people don't focus on tax efficient investing. And so, what does that lead us to? Well, it leads us again towards indexing because remember indexing especially if you use exchange traded funds is extremely tax efficient because there's not a lot of trading going on the way that ETFs are structured they're even more tax efficient than mutual funds and so you know you have to think about if you have a mutual actively managed mutual fund that delivers a let's say 12% return over time but you're having to continually pay capital gains on that because they distribute capital gains and you have another ETF that's an index fund that delivers 11% but you're not having to pay capital gains the 11% return wins 
net of the taxes, right? And so nobody that I know likes to pay taxes. Uh, and so when you factor in taxes and you think about them as a fee that you have to pay for, on your returns, um, then it changes the math. The other thing that people need to be thinking about from a tax perspective right now uh, in your taxable accounts um, is that a lot of stuff you own is down. And so one thing you can do is let's say you have a, a mid-cap exchange-traded fund that you have a loss on uh, and you want to exchange that for another one that's exactly the same. You can sell that mid-cap fund, buy the other one that's very pretty much the same holdings uh, to realize the loss so you can use that loss against gains but you never are not invested. Uh, and so the other thing that people need to realize is that you can use short-term losses against ordinary income, long-term losses. So if you own, if you have a loss that you've, you, you sell something that you have the loss that you've held for over a year, that's uh, a, a you, you can only use that against a capital gain. But let's say you bought something last November and you just sold it. You can use that loss against ordinary income. So that is a, a position a lot of people find themselves in because they took their funny money and they opened an account at Robinhood or whatever. And they said, oh, I'm going to trade these in these meme stocks. And now they're, they're finding themselves with significant losses in those accounts. Um, and so what we tell people is don't hold on to those things because they're not coming back in a lot of cases. What you should do instead is sell them. Take the loss, let's say you have a $10,000 short-term loss, meaning you've held it for less than a year. Wouldn't that be great if you can use that $10,000 against ordinary income? I would say yes, that's a, a good tax move that you should make. So um, remember, this is the time, especially now with markets down, that you can do some um, tax loss harvesting to offset any gains that you have or you potentially could have later in the year. And you don't have to not be invested. So a lot more could be done in taxable investment accounts than is done. Uh, you know, fun, lots of financial advisors don't do it. Retail investors don't do it. Um, but remember, the only money you can spend is your after-tax dollars. Well, and so that's why you need to focus well, on it. Which conversely, I'd say, is an argument for not making rash, emotional, cell-related decisions in taxable accounts with huge gains. Because you're permanently destroying a bunch of capital that can continue to compound. So definitely another consideration to uh, enter in there. All right. If you want to be part of the show, give us a call 877-670-7117 or you can send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we'll tackle some of your email questions, so stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 
Join us today from 10 to 3 p.m. to see some incredible cars from all over the region with free fun for the whole family, including a DJ, exciting raffle prizes, a food court, and some amazing vehicles from classic cars to some of the hottest new rides. Plus, mark your calendars for tomorrow for Indian Head's $16,000 Sizzling Summer Giveaway with your chance to win $2,000, $4,000, $6,000 in cash or even free gas for a whole year. This is amazing. It's Indian Head Casino's 6th Annual Car Show happening today and our Sizzling Summer Giveaway happening tomorrow. Today could be your lucky day. Indian Head is where the winners play. Car Show is open to all ages. You must be 21 for casino play. Management reserves all right. See the Players Club for details. Did you realize that each day your average customer spends 10 minutes using Google and 6 hours on the rest of the Internet? Hmm, that means the Internet beats Google 18 to 1. Wow, Combined Communications Digital Advertising gives you affordable access to every potential customer on all their devices every day, mobile, computer, and smart TV. When you see what we can do, we believe you will be amazed. Combined Communications Digital Advertising. Say hello on our contact page at bendradio.com. That's bendradio.com. In today's expensive real estate market, it's easy to wind up paying too much for a place to live. That's why Alpine Meadows Townhomes is a smart move. They have washer dryers in the two and three bedroom units, designer kitchens that please, one, two or three bedrooms and approved pets allowed. They're more affordable than all those brand new townhomes. Google Alpine Meadows Townhomes on Northeast 6th and Bend. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. There's an easier place to find affordable housing in Bend. Discover Mountain Glen Apartments and make them your comfortable home. Mountain Glen Apartments are conveniently located with washers dryers in their two and three bedroom units and designer kitchens. You can pay more, but you cannot get more value than at Mountain Glen Apartments on the corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. To learn more, Google Mountain Glen Apartments. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. You don't get to undermine all the institutions and then be surprised when someone on the other side also undermines the institutions. So if we're talking about the collapse of American institutions, a symptom of which was January 6th, then we have to look around at why all the institutions and the trust in all of our institutions has been collapsing. And that is not a partisan point. That is a bipartisan point. Ben Shapiro, weeknights at 6 and Sundays at 3. Only on FM News 100.1, News Talk 1110, KBND. Join the Ben Chamber for What's Brewing, powered by Miller Lumber and SunWest Builders. In this session, you'll hear about progress being made through the Chamber's Workforce Housing Initiative by constructing innovative legislative proposals, partnering with experts in workforce housing solutions, creating a detailed guide for building an accessory dwelling unit, and more. What's Brewing, Tuesday, June 21st, 5 p.m. Admission is $25 for members and $40 for non-members. Register today at benchamber.org. That's benchamber.org. Get your free retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800 800- 743-0988. 
Call us if you want to take us up on one of those free retirement reviews. We can do those in the office on the phone or via Zoom. So if you have at least 500000 of investable assets, call the office to get it scheduled or you can send an email, which is what most people do. They just go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, uh, and send us an email. Welcome back. Uh, my name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he's Josh Finelli, and we are partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. This is uh, – I talked about this earlier in the show, but um, – you know, mortgage rates on a 30-year fix hit 6.13% last week, which is the highest since 2008. It's it's actually mind-boggling how much mortgage rates have jumped since the beginning of the year uh, when rates were essentially at 3%, so a doubling in six months. Um, but uh, there's there was a study a John Burns consult, real estate consulting firm did, uh, and, and he looked at uh, affordability of houses on a $400,000 mortgage. So... In in January of this year, uh, there was a certain number of people that could afford in this country a, a, for, a mortgage on a four hundred thousand dollar house. Now, over eighteen million of those people can't afford that same payment. So the payment in January of this year on a four hundred thousand dollar house on a thirty year mortgage was fourteen hundred dollars. Now it's nineteen forty five. Obviously, an increase of uh, five hundred forty five dollars, a thirty percent reduction in demand. That's a crazy number in six months. Uh, what that's done uh, to the to the real estate market, and really, you know, obviously, it's already started, but it's starting slowly. Everybody, because everybody loves real estate, and they always think we're crazy when we talk about real estate in real terms. But uh, it, it's going to happen here in Central Oregon. There's just no way around it. I mean, the, the unhealthy thing about the housing market with low rates is that housing prices, and uh, uh, when they get out of whack, which has uh, one one thing or the other has to happen, either incomes have to jump up a bunch, uh, and actually, we're getting both. Yeah. I hear. Well, you know, the other thing I think is, I mean, my entire generation is going to come to this realization that a lot of the liquid there, this idea that you're going to be able to continue to perpetually, uh, you're just essentially going to solve your appreciated equity by trying to do that and by bar not what you thought it was. And liquidity and housing is a funny term to me. Like history, yeah, I mean, it will, well, there was illusory liquidity for a lot of time because of manipulated markets and it's reversing course here and, you know, you're going to get all of that equity that you thought you created is going to be eroded by higher interest obligations over time. And so uh, that's the dynamic has fundamentally shifted. Get, I guess there's always liquidity at a certain price, right? Yeah, there is. <laughs> right. yeah, Everything's for sale at a, what, a certain price. Okay, let's tackle some emails. We got an email from Tim and Ben. In, uh, this one. Uh, all This is great. All of the mutual funds in my portfolio are declining, but I know that certain individual stocks, especially in the energy sector, are positive in 2022. Should I sell my funds and invest in individual stocks that have better prospects? Uh, you know, I'd, I'd say that... Yes, of course you should. <laughs> I'd say your thinking's uh, totally contrary to what you should really actually be doing. Um, you know, you think about... In the, you know, there's so much to unpack here, but, like, <laughs> it's almost backwards because you're trying to, you know, take trade into something that's already had its run and so you know of course this is you know you hear the active manager decree that the consistent regardless of what market in, and it's consistently wrong too which is it's a stock breakers market right <laughs> and remember like what the virtue why all roads lead to indexing of course is because the index is going to evolve to reflect that preference over and you don't have to do anything so you know just by virtue of indexing that you're consistently going to be right because your portfolio's complexion is going to evolve with what markets value at any given time and the ability of active managers to do that or you to do it with no information no and no resources really is nearly impossible and so don't you know, your thinking is completely contrary to what you should be doing. And, of course, everything mean reverts. That's true of today as well. And the index will reflect that reality. So, again, just 
just do that. Yeah, so I mean, Josh is 100% right. Tim, if, if, um, it, you know, if you could do that consistently and be right, uh, you could buy all of our rebuke because you'd be a billionaire. Uh, you know, if you knew, so Tim, do you think energy is going to be the outperformer going forward? I mean, shouldn't you have bought it when oil was negative? Uh, and and so, that, so, Tim, you have to say to yourself, okay, if I'm going to sell my mutual funds, which are conceivably run by professionals with more resources and education than me in this, thing, in this space, and they're, they're all negative, uh, why do I think I here in Bend, Oregon, are going to be able to pick the next part of the market and individual stocks that are going to go up? And, Tim, maybe you're one, uh, you know, the... 0.1% of people that have been able to do it. Maybe you are the next Jim Simons of the world, but statistically, Tim, I would tell you you're not. And so that's why Josh is, is right when he says indexing, all roads, all roads lead back to indexing because, um, you know, the idea that you can avoid down markets by picking individual stocks, uh, statistically, that's not true. Uh, we got an email from a Dan in Sisters. Man, I'm buzzing and making all sorts of names. It's just to remind me to buy stocks because, you know, uh, Dan and sister says, I know that's uh, important to have a diversified portfolio. What percentage of my investment should I put towards stocks versus bonds? Um, well, Tim, that, I mean, sorry, Dan, that is true. You, you need to have a diversified portfolio, but that just doesn't only mean, uh, you know, stocks and bonds. It's within each of those categories. So within stocks, there's lots of different kinds of stocks, different size companies, you know, where they're domiciled, all that sort of thing. So when we think about our stock portfolio at Northwest Quadrant, uh, you know, there's a bunch of different parts of our stock portfolio. So there's large companies, there's medium, there's small, there's international, there's value, there's uh, core, uh, there's REITs, all those sorts of things that we think of as stocks. And then we say, okay, our bonds, uh, depending on where the interest rate environment and the credit cycle, that's what's going to determine our bond exposure. Um, but ultimately, we dial up and down our risk uh, profile for our clients uh, by increasing or decreasing their stock exposure based on their tolerance for volatility. And so, Dan, I don't know your situation, so I can't tell you, you know, your tolerance for volatility should dictate X amount in stocks versus bonds. I don't know where you are in your age. So all those things determine, but, uh, you know, that's how you should think about it. Make sure that the bonds you are putting in your portfolio are true risk reducers. That's why they should be in there. So many of you don't do that, <laughs> but that, that's the important part of having, how much is in stocks or in bonds uh, is helping you determine, one, are my bond risk reducers? And two, how much volatility can I uh, withstand in my portfolio? All right, that's our show this week. Thank you for joining us as we'll be back next week. Until then, remember, buy low, sell high. listening to partners of Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management on the radio show, Financial Focus. Remember, you can email or call with your questions anytime during the week. Visit financialfocusradio.com for more information. See you next week on Financial Focus. Any opinions expressed herein are given in good faith and are subject to change without notice and are only correct at the stated date of issue. Past performance is not always indicative of future results. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Securities, financial instruments, or strategies mentioned may not be suitable for all investors. Prices, values, or income from an investment mentioned in this report may fall against the interest of the investor and the investor may get back less than the amount invested. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not not intended as a recommendation of particular securities, financial instruments, or strategies to you. Before acting on any recommendation on this material, you should consider whether it's suitable for your particular circumstance, and if necessary, seek professional advice.